So welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Dieciocho podcast. And today or this time around, we're going to be doing things a little bit. Well, hold on. I shouldn't say we. I'm going to be doing things a little bit differently. And I make that correction. I make that distinction because this time I don't have a guest. So it's not a we, it's an I. This time I sort of took the liberty of the beginning of Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, well, not that that's a liberty, but I took the liberty that that's already started to give you my ideas of what this whole celebration is about. And specifically, I wanted to tie into the immigrant experience and how we say that this is a nation of immigrants and how I think we need to stop saying that. So it's something that I've been thinking about for a while. And every time I hear people say, oh, well, we're a nation of immigrants in defense of some radical person trying to diminish the um, inclusiveness that our nation needs to have and all of the things that people that have immigrated to this country have given to this country. And they try and put that down. They try to negate that. They try and whitewash that. And somebody somewhere is always going to say, well, this is a nation of immigrants. Well, he here's the deal that when they say that, they say that in a very superficial way. And what they mean isn't really what it's supposed to mean. And I think that's what I get into. That's what I wanted to talk to you guys in this podcast about. And, and what I did a little bit different this time also is that I did it live on Facebook. So uh, people that follow Newstaco and follow me on Facebook saw me with the microphone in front of my face and the earphones on my ears. And uh, I did a podcast. I recorded this podcast uh, with people interacting with me. So if throughout this recording you see me acknowledging people who are joining uh, the Facebook Live uh, um, presentation, that's because that's what I'm doing. As, as, I'm, as I was on Facebook, people were popping in and out, and I was saying hello to them. Uh, they were asking questions. Was, there was a minor back and forth, but a little bit of it did happen. But um, this was my way of saying hello to the um, Hispanic Heritage Month version uh, 2017. So here we go. This is the podcast. I hope you enjoyed, guys. Uh, let me know what you think. And uh, I might be doing some more of this uh, in the future. So let's go. So this is the Diosiocho Podcast, and at the same time, I am uh, talking to you on Facebook Live, and it is around 12.25 in the afternoon on the eve of yet another Hispanic Heritage Month, and that's why I wanted to come to you and talk to you, uh, not necessarily with a guest, but, but to give you my ideas, because in the past, I've been very torn with this whole Hispanic Heritage Month thing for many years. I mean, this thing has been around, you know, for decades, and every year for 30 days from mid-September to mid-October we celebrate the Hispanic of the United States of America. And while that's a great thing, and there's, you know, a lot of celebrations, a lot of cultural events, etc., it kind of bothers at me, it gnaws at me, uh, because, uh, who is that? Alex Groyo is watching us on Facebook Live. How you doing, Alex? Good to see you. You know, what, what bothers me is the fact that um, we only do it for a month, and, and, and there's, there are so many contradictions, especially now in these days of such heightened animosity and heightened attention given to immigrants and immigration and what all that means and different cultures. There are people who don't like the fact that there are some of us who hyphenate our, our uh, heritage, that we're, you know, Mexican-American or, you know, whatever, dash American. And they say that we shouldn't do that. We should consider ourselves American. And yet we're not allowed to celebrate who we are except for one month. If it's not outside a month, then then it's it's not 
it's almost like it's not politically correct, right? We can, we can celebrate our culture between mid-September and mid-October. And that bothers me because when I get up in the morning, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm celebrating my culture just by looking at myself. Look at this. You know, there's nothing that you can say about this except this is a Hispanic guy, a Latino guy, whatever you want to call me, Chicano, you know, a mestizo. Just go on and on and on. Um, I'm not going to get into self-identification and these micro-identifications that people come up with. You know what? I don't want to get even into that discussion. Who's in right now? Mari Tamez. How you doing, Mari? Good to see you. Um, what I do want to talk about, though, at this eve of the Hispanic Heritage Month of 2017, version 2017, is the idea of the United States of America being an immigrant country. Because that is something that is bandied, that is something that is held as pride, that is something that is a historical truth, etc., etc., but we use that so often, that idea that well, you, we're, we're, this is an, a country of immigrants. Well, I think we should just stop saying that. We just need to stop saying that if we're not going to say it truthfully, and if we're not going to say it deeply, and if we're not going to say it with meaning of what exactly that phrase means, then just stop saying it, because you're wasting everybody's time. When people say that now, in 2017, it's a very superficial way of countering some argument. It's a very superficial way of setting it aside. It's almost like, no, don't talk about immigrants. We're, we're, we're a nation of immigrants. So that's just something that's embedded. And let's move on. Well, no, <laughs> no, stop right there. There are 12.9%, 13% of the population of this country is immigrant. That is a huge chunk of the population who was foreign-born now, as we speak. When we say that we're a country of immigrants, what we mean is that all of us, save for Native Americans, can trace an ancestor in our family and in our and family line to somebody who either came here willfully or was brought here forcefully. There are people um, that were brought here not of their own accord, and yet, um, th when we talk about immigrants, we seem to not speak of them. And if we're not speaking of them, then we're really not speaking of us being a country of immigrants. If we're only speaking of our ancestors as it relates to the political moment, we're not speaking of this being a country of immigrants. If we're not speaking of, of, uh, of how the immigrants who came to this country were transformed by this country and at the same time transformed the country itself, then we're not talking about how we're a nation of immigrants. All we're doing is pointing to a historical fact, right? You could say there was, there was a hurricane in Galveston, Texas in 1900. Well, yeah. And what? There's so much behind that one story. In fact, there were a lot of immigrants in Galveston. But what, what, I'm, what I'm alluding to and what I'm pointing to is the fact that when we just say we're a country of immigrants, of immigrants, we're just skimming the top. I was listening to a podcast, and th this was all sparked by a podcast I was listening to this morning. And it was this wonderful podcast uh, that I listen to every now and then uh, from the New Yorker magazine. I go back to New Yorker magazine for, for many things, and I'm, I might go into it. But, but this is a podcast that's done by the editor of the fiction section. And what, it's a great concept because what they do is they will take authors that have been published in the New Yorker magazine, and they will have them read 
a, a short story by another author from the New Yorker magazine, and then they'll comment on it. So this time it was Junot Diaz who was talking about a Haitian author who wrote this wonderful story called Seven. And there's this one thing that Junot Diaz said that really got my attention, and that was that there isn't a representation of immigrant literature and immigrant stories in our culture. And I thought, yes, and that expands to so many other things. We don't speak of immigrants in this country as the foundation and the energy of this country. This country, it, we're not just that we're a nation of immigrants. It's that this is an immigrant nation, which is a very different thing. It's one thing to be a nation of immigrants, and it's another thing to be an immigrant nation. And what I mean by that is that the, the energy, the force, the founding energy of this country is an energy that was brought by immigrants, and it's an energy that still exists today in the immigrant communities. It's, um, it's, it's fantastic to see, because the, the people that, that founded this country came here because they didn't want to be where they were before. They thought they would try their luck in, in, in a better place. And it was that, that energy that was fighting against somebody who said no. The, 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 the prevailing um, authority in England and the king and everybody who supported the king were saying a very conservative thing. No, no, this is our country and you're going to act the way we say you should act. And the people in this country said, no, we're going to have none of that. This is Gustavo Bujanda. I'm sorry, I can't read your comment. I'm going to stretch a little bit so I can read it. Despacio so we can understand. <laughs> Why am I talking too fast? This is my normal way of talking. I'm trying to catch up with my thoughts. Is that, is that, does that make sense? So, so what I'm saying is that the people who um, founded this country founded it as a rebellion against people who wanted them to conform. And they didn't. And, and you know, there, was a, there were a lot of political and economic reasons as well that have to do with this conformity. Um, that, that separation, that, that energy of pushing aside and being on your own and going off and doing something different in a different place, that is the energy that still exists today. And, and you know, today in, in 2017, the majority of the immigrants of this country happen to be from Latin American countries. That's just historically, that's what's happened. But there have been waves of immigrants who have brought that same energy, the energy of the immigrants of today, or the same of the, uh, as the immigrants of the energy of, of the immigrants who were the ancestors of people who are anti-immigrant now. It's the exact same thing. And we'll get into assimilation and other things, but to give you an idea, the 13% of the population of the United States is immigrant today. In 1900... And this is according to the U.S. Census. In 1900, 13.6% of the population was immigrant. In fact, there have been times in 1890, it was 14.8. So, yeah, the, as far as numbers are concerned, we're like 50-something uh, million immigrants in this country. But as far as, as it being a percentage of the total, there have been greater concentrations of immigrants. And when there were greater concentrations of immigrants in this country, they were treated like crap. If you know, you all you got to do with the wonders of the internet, you can go and search for headlines in 1900 when when there were 13.6 percent of of immigrants in the country and see what they were saying about immigrants back then. It's almost like a crucible, right? It's almost like this thing that people have to go through in order to almost 
prove themselves. And always, always, always in the history of this country, there have been people who, who would say, these immigrants don't want to assimilate. They don't want to be like us. I have conversations with, with uh, people who, you know, they trace their ancestry to the Mayflower and all this stuff. And, and, and they'll say, um, you know, the thing about immigrants today is that, you know, they, they, they keep speaking their language. Well, no, they don't keep speaking their language. They're, they're learning English, just like your ancestors. Well, if they were from the Mayflower, they didn't. But let's say they were, <laughs> you know, they came here from Germany in, in 1890 when 14.8% of the population was immigrant. And they lived in German enclaves. And they and in those German enclaves, there were businesses that that spoke German, and the signage and everything inside there was conducted in German, and there were German newspapers, and they went to a church, and their church services were in German, and yet they were learning to be a part of this country. When they spoke English, they spoke English with a German accent. That's the exact same thing that's happening now. When people come to this country from Latin America, they speak English with a Latin American Spanish-speaking accent. Of course they do. And when they watch their, uh, instead of watching, uh, instead of reading newspapers, they watch Univision and they watch Telemundo, right? And, and you go to their enclaves, you go to their communities, and yes, there's taquerias and there's pupuserias and all this other stuff. And, 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 and it all looks like they transplanted their place and their culture here. But it's always been that way. You know, and, and we make such a big deal out of traveling to big metropolitan areas and going, oh, you know, I went to Chinatown and Little Italy, and that's exactly what it is, the remnants of what I'm talking about. We celebrate it except for these immigrants because these immigrants don't want to assimilate. So we, we carve out 30 days out of the year and call it Hispanic Heritage Month. And expect that that's the, the time and the only time that this is going to be celebrated. And if it's celebrated sometime out of that, then it's kind of looked at like a skew. Like, okay, what are you celebrating now? That is the problem that I have. That is the idea that if we're not going to say, if, if, if we're not going to mean what we say when we say that we're a, a country of immigrants, then let's stop saying it. Because it is lip service. It, it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's, it's an empty, it's an empty uh, phrase when people say, oh, we're a country of immigrants, when, when, when we don't understand that what we're talking about are lives, we're talking about, about families, we're talking about cultures and traditions, we're talking about people that leave their homes and their families and go through a really tough time, working sometimes two, three jobs, living alone, living separate, you know, Aside from war, and this came up in the, and, and, I, and I agree with this, this came up in the podcast that I was listening to, that one of the most traumatic things that you can go through, aside from going through war, is going through immigration. And, and especially being an immigrant where you're alone, away from your family, going to a place you don't know, but you're just going because you're trying to make your life better, and you don't have that support system. And you reach out and you try and find something around you. That isolating, very depressing, very anguish-causing experience is, is what brings out the best in people. Because, because they either sink or swim. And if, and if they had the impetus, if they had the courage, women and men, to come to this country and do something with themselves, then they came to this country to succeed. I don't buy 
the tales and the accusations of people who will say that immigrants come to this country to siphon from our goodness and get on the dole and be on, on welfare, <laughs> you know, if, if, especially if you're undocumented, you cannot get on welfare. If you're undocumented, you cannot get food stamps. And I could do a whole podcast on that because, because that is just so ridiculous. It's maddening. But immigrants don't come here to take advantage. They come here to work, and they, and, and, and they know the sacrifice that that entails. That sacrifice is, is what's built America. It's what, what's, well, America's a continent. It, that sacrifice is what built the United States of America, this country that we live in. And the thing about this energy is that it's a transformative energy. It's when, when people come here, and then you know, future generations are transformed by this country as they transform it as well. You, know, you, you want to hear anguish, talk to, talk to the grandparents, the abuelos and the abuelas, talking about how, how their grandchildren don't speak Spanish anymore and, and how sad that is. But you know what? That's no different than any immigrant from any era in this country. The people who are so proud of their you know, Czechoslovakian and German ancestors who came here and, and stood in line the right way and learned English and became American, you know uh, what they say. There was a time when those immigrants lamented the fact that their grandchildren weren't speaking that much German anymore. Just like our abuelos lament the fact that their grandchildren have started to forget Spanish. And it's hard not to because... English is the de facto uh, language, official language of the United States, even though it's not codified that way, but it is de facto. You see it, they see it in the media, they study it in school, their friends, everything around them, except in their home with their grandparents, is English. So the Spanish starts diminishing. The culture diminishes. And people are, and, and families are transformed through generations by it, and the country around them, the community around them, is transformed as well. So that's, it's an exchange. It's a really beautiful thing. We need to say that we're a country of immigrants in that sense. That's what we need to mean. This transformative energy, this, this uh, energy that built America. When we say that we're a country of immigrants, we shouldn't say it like a retort to an argument. We should say it as a foundational principle of who we are. We are not a country of immigrants. We are an immigrant country. We are a country that was built by immigrant energy. And this is the kind of stuff that I think about on the eve of Hispanic Heritage Month 2017. Because every year, like I said, I'm torn by it. And every year I wonder if, uh, if we're not really doing ourselves a disservice. And it's great, you know, the Valle Folklorico and the readings of literature and all this other wonderful stuff that happens across the country in places that you wouldn't imagine it's happening. It is small communities. It serves that good purpose there. But at the same time, at the same time, it's almost like, like here in Texas, what, uh, what, what the legislature does in, in, in voting districts, right? The stacking and packing. Now let, let's put all of, all of these voters into this little district so they don't bother us in all the other districts. So let's take all of these Latinos, all these Hispanics, and, and help them celebrate their, their, their heritage in this one 30-day period. And that way they can't complain that we don't pay attention to them. 
well, you know what? Like I said, I wake up in the, you know, and, and it's a matter of, of, of a Hispanic event. A Latino, this is a Latino event. And, and my retort to that has always been, you know, I wake up in the morning and I look at myself in the mirror and that is a Latino event. I can't help it. <laughs> you know, I don't. And there's no, you know, tequila and maracas and gritos. No, it's just me kind of yawning and trying to shape. That is a Latino event just because I'm looking at myself in the, in the mirror and this is what I see. And yet it's a very American thing. It can't be any more American than that. And yet it's a very human thing. So you start taking the layers apart and it always boils down to a very basic humanity and basic humanity and the energy of human beings trying to better themselves is what built this country. It's, it's what built this immigrant country. And uh, that's what we should be celebrating. That. In the form of dance and everything else, but day to day, when we say that, that we're an immigrant, a, a nation of immigrants, we're, a, we're an immigrant nation, we need to put that in the context of the energy that is the quintessential American energy right now is being fueled and is being uh, put forth, is being offered in this moment of American history by Latino American immigrants. A huge wave of that just as it's been other people in the past. That's all it is. And I think if we were to look at it in those terms, all of the other big political questions would sort of resolve themselves because we would do what comes naturally to people of this country, and that's fuel the energy of growth, fuel the energy of innovation, fuel the energy of expansion, fuel the energy of transformation. This fueling all of that comes from people who are new to here. Because America, the uh, United States of America, is a new country because there are older countries than ours, but also because there is a newness about us. And when we start bickering the way we do about something so elemental, it just makes us seem old. It just makes us seem like everybody else. When in fact, there is a newness, there is a freshness about this country that is there because of the new people who come here and keep that energy going. It is my guess that I could have gotten to that point a lot quicker. <laughs> but like Gustavo Bujanda said, Despacito, you know what? I need to learn Despacito, speaking of that song, right? You know what? I think I am one of the few people in this entire nation who hasn't heard that song beginning to end. I just, I haven't. And maybe, you know, I, I need to come up from under a rock and turn on the radio or something. But I've heard bits and pieces of it, and I know that it's a big deal. But anyway, that's a big deal um, right now with that song, or at least it has been. So I was uh, told by Gustavo that I need to be Despacito. I don't know how to do that sometimes because I'm trying to catch up with what I'm thinking and trying to hopefully put it out there for you. And that's what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> I did it great, says uh, Gustavo. Good. Despacito. I la llevamos. Um, anyway, that is my, uh, my edition of, of the Asiocho podcast. In fact, I've gone almost 21 minutes, so I think I'm about three minutes of taxing your attention span a little bit too much. I'm going to get back to what I'm doing, but I did want to take some time to say hi, hello, uh, hola, in, in this uh, eve of uh, Hispanic Heritage Month and, and tell you what's going on in my head. I love my culture, and, and that is the three cultures. There's an American culture that sometimes I, I try and, and, uh, and figure out exactly what is 
American culture because American culture is is this thing that 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 that's become something by all of the other cultures that have contributed to it. So, I mean, you can talk about jazz, you know, but but even even hot dogs or, or the Frankfurters are German, so you can't see a hot dog is really American, even though the the concept of putting it in bread might be. But but you know. What is an American culture? You know, what is the Tex-Mex or the, the, the Latino American culture? What is the Mexican culture? It all lives in me at once. So um, that's what I try to celebrate. And how do I do that in one month when everybody's t- t- talking about Hispanic Heritage Month? Well, that's the problem. And that's where it becomes. So, so when we talk about that, when we talk about Hispanic Heritage Month, let's make sure that we understand what we're, what we're talking about. And it's not just, you know, sombreros and ballet folklorico and gritos and tequila. And there's, there's a lot more to it. When we talk about us being a, a nation of immigrants, let's really realize that we're an immigrant nation. And when we say that, we're talking about an energy of all immigrants. What's that, Eric? <laughs> Tex-Mex, yeah. Um, there are so many different ways of, 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 of talking about that border culture. Tex-Mex is one of them. I think it's the prevailing way of saying it. But you can't say Tex-Mex in, in New Mexico or, or Arizona or California because then it's something else, right? So, you know, just add that to the pile of micro-identities and uh, self-identities that, that, that people carry with them in this country and that just make this a very interesting time to, to live in and, and especially being a, a, a Latino in the U.S. It's, uh, it's a good thing. And, uh, and, and also because we can, uh, we can speak out and we can start conversations, which is what I've always wanted to do. I, I, I don't want you to believe as I believe. I don't want you to agree with me. I just want to start a conversation and thinking in a specific direction. It's like, what do you think about this? Let's talk about this and keep it in mind. So let's, uh, let's stop saying that we're a nation of immigrants unless we really mean what we're saying. That's what I'm saying, especially as we start Hispanic Heritage Month. That was it. I could have said that at the beginning. <laughs> anyway, nos vemos. Guys, listen to this podcast. I'm going to be posting it later on today uh, so that uh, if you want to listen to it while you're driving, you can do it that way and, and not have to you know, put Facebook on and be tempted to take your eyes off the road. Hasta entonces, nos vemos. Uh, I'm going to be working on all this, and I will be back and talk to you guys later. Eh, nos vemos. Echenle ganas. I'll see you later. Bye. And there it is. That was the end of the podcast that was actually recorded live on Facebook Live at, on the eve. And that was just right before Hispanic Heritage Month uh, began. And uh, we're already uh, you know, a day or two into it. So I'm posting it now for those of you who uh, keep in touch with what we're doing in New Stock with through this podcast. We have so many different channels that people watch what we do. Uh, we have our website. We have our social media. We have our Facebook Live. We have our podcast. We have our uh, not so regular now, but we're going to start uh, uh, coming back and doing it in, on a more regular basis, which is our morning newsletter. That's been on a little bit of a hiatus, uh, and we're working to get that back on a regular basis. But that's going to—that is another channel that people 
contact, uh, have, keep contact with us uh, through those, all of those different channels, all those different venues. And uh, this was interesting because we brought two of them together, which is Facebook Live and this podcast. So thank you for being a part of it. And we will be back. We'll be doing more stuff like this. And uh, next time I'm going to try and have a... I'm tr- going to try and have a guest so that we can, uh, and, and at least it, w- it, won't, it won't be just my voice that you're listening to. And uh, anyway, we'll we'll go with that. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Echenle ganas, okay? We'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye.